Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Monday morning, March 22nd. I'm Tom Short, really glad to have you along. Especially if you're new, we give you a special welcome. I hope you'll join us every day. We believe in the power of God's Word. It performs its work in us as we believe it. It's a, it's a beautiful word. The Bible remains. Isn't that awesome? It's a 2,000-year-old book. So often the bestsellers, the books you had to read from just 5, 10 years ago, no one's even interested in them anymore. But the Bible remains the all-time bestseller for good reason. It feeds our soul. It is the Word of God. It satisfies our deepest needs. We never want to neglect it. And so we get into the Bible every day, and we pray over the Scripture every day. So I hope you join us and uh, make this a, a, a practice to be here with us and a practice to be in the Word yourself. It's very, very important. So welcome. Um, we're going to begin a new series today in which we talk about the seven I am statements of Jesus or seven metaphors that he used in the book of John. And uh, John was written that we might believe and know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So often when we share the gospel, we, it, it's, it's not broad enough. It's, the, it's, it's so single. It's not multidimensional like it should be. We sometimes only focus on, you know, believe in Jesus and you'll get to go to heaven someday way off in the future. But the gospel has implications right here, right now. The power of the gospel is right here, right now. A changed life right now. Jesus used seven metaphors in the book of John referring to himself that we're going to be looking at over the next several days. He talked about, I am the bread of life. In John 10, he, he said, or John 8, he said, I am the light of the world. In John 10, he tells us that I am the door. And then again, I am the good shepherd. In John 11, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 14, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And finally, in John 15, he says, I am the true vine. You're the branches. I am the true vine. So over the next several days, we'll be looking at these. This morning, we want to start at this first one found in John 6, where he says, I am the bread of life. Jesus had just performed a tremendous miracle. People had come out. He was up in Tiberias, in, uh, which is right off the Sea of Galilee. And there he had performed a, people come out to hear him, and he performed a great miracle in which he'd fed 5,000 people with just a couple of loaves and fish. It was a miracle. The people were astonished. And, uh, you know, they didn't have supermarkets like in our day. They, you know, food, you'd get your food each day. Food didn't last a long time. You didn't have uh, refrigerators to keep it in. And so people were, you know, the, 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 the need for food, it was on their mind even more than ours because it, it really was survival day to day in so many cases. They, each morning when they woke up, they thought of the food for that day. And... Um, and so he'd fed these people come out to here and preach, and they were out there for a while, and they got hungry. And Jesus said to the disciples, you feed them. And he did this great miracle. Well, how can we feed them? You know, we only have a couple of loaves and fish. And he bring them to me. He multiplied them and fed 5,000. This was the second time Jesus fed multitudes of people with limited resources. He did once with five and once with 4,000. Well, later on, he came down to the city of Capernaum, 
they call it in Israel. We, you've probably heard it referred to as Capernaum. I don't know if there's a right or wrong way, but in Israel they call it Capernaum. It's a city that's still, that, still present. And if you go to Israel, you can see the very synagogue where Jesus taught. You can see the house of Peter's. You remember Peter's house and his mother-in-law where Jesus healed her right there, just like about a 10-second walk uh, from the synagogue where Jesus taught. And, um, and so he's there, and, he, and this is going on right now. This, this scene that we're about to see today went on in that synagogue. The people came and they and they wanted to be maybe see another miracle, maybe be fed. And Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 27, he says, Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him the Father God has set his seal. Well, they were seeking food, real bread. Bread was a sign of health. Bread was, bread was a staple of what they would eat. They, they ate healthy bread, I might add, and they would make it each day. It wouldn't last a long time. They'd make probably a loaf, or, you know, they'd eat, make bread for that day, maybe for a couple days at a time. But remember back in the Old Testament, when God fed them with bread from heaven, it was called manna. And that manna would last for a day. And Jesus made the point that the, the fathers, their forefathers, would eat that manna, but they would die. They all were laid low in the wilderness. Well, I guess Joshua and Caleb not, but the rest of all the multitude of people that had come out of Egypt, none of them made it to the promised land except Joshua and Caleb. And everybody else died in the wilderness over that 40-year period of time, even though God fed them this manna from heaven. And Jesus said he had bread that they, if they ate this, they would live forever. Well, they said, well, give us this bread. What is this bread? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. What was he getting at there? Was he saying, you know, he, he used this metaphor, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. What was he referring? I, I don't think, you know, some people think this was referring to communion. I don't think so. This was something he would institute. I mean, this was way off. This was not even, you know, a... They, they had no idea what he was referring to. He, not, he had not yet had the Last Supper where he talked about this. But he's talking about, I am the bread of life. You must, you don't find life through the law. You don't find life through the law of Moses. You don't find life through the Old Covenant. You find life through me. I'm the one who nourishes you. I'm the one who strengthens you. All of these metaphors are teaching us, all seven that we'll see, they're teaching us that the answer is found not in a religion, a ritual, a law, morality. It's found in the person of Jesus Christ. It's found in him. True spirituality, true life, true eternal life is found in Jesus. Everybody has spiritual interest. Everybody has religious interest. A lot of people like religion. We're, we're made to have, it's part of our who we are, and, and people want to have spiritual fulfillment. But they usually turn to morality, good works, good deeds, uh, trying to find a higher meaning to life. But that higher meaning to life is not found in us or what we do because we have all fallen short. That higher meaning, that fulfillment is found in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the one who feeds the soul. He is the one who makes you healthy. 
And so we want to deepen that walk, that relationship with Jesus Christ. Of course, we find that in the scripture. We find, we find it, I, I, I stand amazed, I stand out on campus and I point out to the students that the most famous person in all of history, Jesus Christ, the most famous person in all of history, bar none, there's no one even close second, who's had a greater influence on, on the world, on more people, on culture, on society, on history, without doubt, the greatest influence is Jesus Christ. The most well-known figure of all history is Jesus Christ. And all that we know about him in first hand, all that we know about him is found in this book. Well, that, this big book scares a lot of people. And then I point out, but no, in reality, you know what? The whole thing, the whole story of Christ can be found in this many pages right here. Just about 100 pages in my Bible. It's not that long. But if we learn that. When I came back from Israel a few years ago, I came back with a fresh hunger to know, know the Gospels. That's why when we go back now, we call it, you know, you can study the Old Testament, which a lot of history in Israel, the Old Testament. You can study modern times and prophecy. There's a lot there about that. But we focus our trip on the life of Jesus because he's, he's the bread of life. He's what it's about. And I came back with a greater love for the Gospels. And I want to encourage you, love the Gospels. Live in the Gospels. Let the Gospels flow through your veins because this is the story of Jesus. This is the life of Jesus. This is where we know about the Son of God. He's the bread of life. Don't be a malnourished Christian. A malnourished Christian neglects the life of Christ within them. A malnourished Christian neglects the Scripture. A malnourished Christian neglects to develop that faith that Christ is in me, the hope of glory. A malnourished Christian loses, does not grow in the knowledge of the Son of God, but becomes stagnant, forgetting even their cleansing from their former life. So we focus on Jesus. He's the bread of life. We want to, shall we say, feed on him. And as we do, we become strong, we become mighty. We become people who can resist temptation. We can become people who can conquer the evil one. We, we become warriors for the Lord. We become people who can advance the kingdom of God in every realm, wherever we go, the, advancing the lordship of Christ and the kingship of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's made us strong and mighty that we might walk in victory and exercise his victory, his dominion over all the earth. Amen. Let's pray for this. I want, do have a special prayer request, by the way, today for my good friends, uh, Paul and Janice Meinberger. They are missionaries in Italy and courageous people who've gone there into a tough area, a tough city, and have faithfully proclaimed the gospel and pastored a church there for, well, for many, many years now. And as I understand, they have both contracted the COVID and have had some uh, tough symptoms with it. So we're going to pray for their healing. I don't believe either of them are, have been hospitalized, but it's been hard. And so they requested prayer for me. And I know, uh, I, I believe they regularly watch this live stream, although later in the day because it's uh, uh, 
they watch the recording of it later. So we'll pray for Paul and Janice as well as uh, this. So you ready? Here we go. Father in heaven, thank you that you sent the true bread down from heaven. The manna, we, we bless you that you provided the manna to the children of Israel, but that manna did not give them eternal life. That manna only sustained them for the day. It only gave them physical life. Jesus, we thank you that you are the true bread of life and that you give us eternal life. Jesus, you said this, that, that to all who believe in you, this is the key to all who believe in you, you give this life. These are spiritual words, the words you spoke to us. Father, some people even today are all confused. How do we eat the flesh of Jesus? But you said there in John 6, later in the chapter, you said that the words that you've spoken are spiritual words. The Holy Spirit gives us understanding of them. The Spirit of God uh, helps us, enlightens us, gives us this revelation. We pray, oh, Spirit of God, give us revelation into the life of Jesus. Give us understanding into the life of Jesus. Help, help us to understand that what a miracle the incarnation, what a miracle your life was that, that you, the Son of God, you took flesh, you lived among us, that what it really means to have true faith in you, Lord, I, I just burden because I think some people think they believe in you, but, but it's not true faith. Oh, Father, open our eyes, enlighten us, give us this spiritual understanding, draw us to yourself. Give us a faith, that a true faith, a saving faith, every one of us, Lord. I pray that we would be growing in the knowledge of the Son of God, as, as Peter urged us, that we would grow in our knowledge of the Son of God. And that wouldn't just be an intellectual understanding, but a true life experience of the Son of God. Jesus, we thank you. You've called us to relationship. You haven't called us to just legalism, like in the Old Covenant when they had the manna, but you've called us to a relationship with you. The bread that we eat, is the bread we eat, this metaphor, is a person. It's not the physical bread. It's about you. It's about, it's about feeding our soul upon you. Jesus, we confess we won't live by bread alone, the physical bread, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We also confess that you in the beginning was the word and the word was God. The word was with God and the word was God. Jesus, you are the word that became flesh. We live by you. Feed our soul, we pray. Make us strong and mighty. Help us, Father, not to have, uh, help us not be malnourished Christians who are uh, weak and sickly. You've made us mighty men and women of God. You feed us, and you, Lord, we, we were lost. We were, we were sickly. We were dead. And yet, Jesus, you have made us alive, and as we feed on you, you make us mighty and powerful. We pray for that, Jesus. We pray, make us mighty and powerful Christians as we feed upon you, as we let you live freshly within us. Make us people, Lord, who can resist the evil one, who can conquer the evil one, who can expand your kingdom, who can share your gospel confidently who can lead others to faith in Christ, who can make disciples. Lord, this is, this is your work within us, and we ask you to do it and to accomplish it for your purposes and glory. 
We give you praise today. We pray, Lord, for, we do pray for not only the spiritual health, we pray for physical health. Lord, I just pray for our good friends, Paul and Janice, Meiberger in Italy, bring healing, quick healing to their bodies, help them overcome this COVID uh, pandemic, this COVID infection, this COVID virus, give them mighty strength and health and fruitful ministry. And, and, and in the name of Jesus, we ask, and we pray it in his name. Fill us today with your spirit. Make us mighty for you, we ask. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. And amen. Thanks for joining me. God bless you. We're going to feed on Jesus today. And, and over the next few weeks, we're going to be really focusing on Jesus Christ, his life in us, these metaphors. As we come up on the Easter week, we're going to be looking at some of the events in the life of Jesus. Um, he's our, he is our food. He is our the one who feeds our soul. He's the one our country needs. Sure, it'd be nice if we just had the fear of God and got to that, but what we really need is Jesus. Religion doesn't save you. Jesus Christ does. So God bless you, and thank you for joining me for this time in the Word and Prayer. Make sure and pass the Word, spread it on to others, and I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning where we'll be talking about Jesus, the light of the world. What does that mean? What was he saying there? Found in John chapter 8, if you want to read ahead, and we'll look at it there. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.